Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 33. If you counted all of these podcasts together, it'd be a really long show, but there was 227 of them. I'm Craig. And my name is Britt. 227 episodes at about 60 minutes apiece, roughly. That's a lot of goddamn content. <laughs> that is, damn it. Damn it. I, it I, is. I got oh, I got to do sway. Wait a Hold on. All, all right. right. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. 227 times 60. That's 13,620 minutes. <laughs> so, redivide by 60 brings us back to 227. So, that's 227 hours, 24 hours in a day. That's nine and a half days of content. <laughs> Pure. I'll let you know when we get to 10. <coughs> unadulterated content. Absolutely. Craig, <laughs> how are you? We have not been on together. Since the unpleasantness that was the AFC Championship. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I am good. I'm good. Uh, you know, Super Bowl Excellent. still stings, but I'm good otherwise. It's all right. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah. It should sting. Oh, it, it does. It needs to sting. Oh, it does. It does. Your pain will make you powerful. <laughs> you need to focus your anger. Oh, so wait. You, so if you lose a Super Bowl, you become a Sith? Uh, if you do it right, sure. Oh, right. I mean, it... I mean, some people just sit there and go, oh, okay, whatever. But some people <laughs> sit there and channel their effort, find a wrinkled old man who sits there and goes, good, good, over and over at them again. But I, I'm getting way off topic already. We're a minute in and I'm already off topic. Let's go back to and start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So today I have a beer that we picked up last weekend. Um, this is Velvet Pilsner. From Berlinetta, it's a it's a lager, it's a Czech lager. So let's let's tell people while you're getting ready to taste that. Let's tell people about Berlinetta. Berlinetta is a local small brewery in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, pretty much very close to both where Craig and I live, and um, it is it, it's small. It's in the, it's in the downtown area, but their big thing is they are very German inspired. They do German style style beers. And they do traditional European beers in that kind of like, for lack yeah. of a better term, just German style. Yeah, this uh, this one in particular is a, a Czech Pilsner. Exactly. Yeah. So it's 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 all Europeans, very European styles. You're not going to find an IPA there. Um, I went in and I said to the guy, and I I knew the answer. This was what what did we were there Saturday? Saturday yes. Yes. So I, I go in there and I said to the guy, I'm like, he's like, what can I get you? I was like, I'm an IPA guy. And he goes, we don't do IPAs. I'm like, I know. He goes, but I have this lager that is really dry, is dry hopped and really hoppy. And man, was it good. The Gold Coast lager they make was amazing. Oh, I'll have to try it next time. So if you haven't it, had that, I don't think I did. I have it last time. I don't think I did. Oh, it's so good. If so, if you if someone just gave you that in a glass, you would think it was an IPA. No, I know I would know I'm not drinking an IPA, but if if Germany had invented the IPA, this is what it would taste like. Oh, all right. It's still a German style. It's very light. It's very light tasting. It's light in color. It's crisp, um, but it's hoppy, and that's what makes it IPA-ish for me. And not hoppy like dry your mouth out hoppy. Hoppy like you are drinking a beer that has been dry hopped. Hmm. Like it tells you, it tells you, I'm a lager. It's like a lager that dressed up as an IPA for Halloween. Oh, okay. you're looking at it, and you can say, okay, that is not an IPA. 
That is an IPA costume, <laughs> but it's close enough. Uh, but it is. I already poured it in the glass, so there was no sound effect. But it, it's very good. It's if you. It's a lager, so I mean, if you're used to drinking IPAs, it is going to taste different. But it it is very good. Very easy to drink. And it's it's good to switch up once in a while. I have been. The, the winter months are a bad time for me because everything is stout and I am such a not a stout person. I don't have anything against stouts. For some Somewhere along the line, it became popular for you to either be stout or IPA and if you like one, you must hate the other and I don't understand that mentality but I've had conversations with people who are like, have you tried this stout? And I'm like, oh, I'm not a stout guy. Oh, you're one of those IPA guys. <laughs> like, I just got like a scarlet letter on me somehow. Because I'm not a stout guy. So, you know, somewhere along the line, that became an issue. I don't know where or when or how, but it did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know when that actually uh, happened. But, you know, I, I, I find myself, like, the other day, I opened my fridge, and all I had in it was IPAs. I was like, you know what? Not going to, nah, not, just not feeling it today. I can't remember what I, when I ended up reaching for. Um, I think I ended up reaching for a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Hmm. Because I got a few of those in there. Um you know, but sometimes you want something different, you know? <clears throat> I just you just do. So I am not drinking tonight. I am continuing my pattern of trying to be very conscientious about my drinking. I am only drinking on weekends at this point. Um, although I will say this, ready for some old man news? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I people who know me know that I've had stomach issues my entire life, and I've had a couple of surgeries and whatnot. And so I take a very specialized kind of vitamin. The people who make my vitamins about a month ago said, hey, by the way, we're, we're discontinuing your old vitamin in favor of a new, better formula that's going to be different, and, and we think it's going to be better. So I was like, okay. okay. So it came in last week. I'm like a week, maybe 10 days into it. I have not had a single blessed hangover since I switched to this vitamin. Really? <laughs> I am starting to believe that the... And, and, and <laughs> when I say, I, 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 can, I haven't changed... I, I'll have three to five beers depending on how I'm feeling on any given night if I want to have a few drinks. I have not changed that drinking pattern. It's not like, oh, well, you're drinking two beers less a night. That's why you're not hungry. Oh, you're, you're drinking more water. No, no. I've always drank water. I've always drank electrolyte beverages when I drink. But ever since I switched to this new vitamin, all of a sudden I wake up and I feel fine the next morning. And I'm starting wow. to wonder if a lot of my struggles with not feeling well after I have even just two beers some nights, I would have two beers and next morning I wake up and I'd be like, oh my God, what happened last night? You, you, it didn't, nothing happened last night. You're getting old. And I thought, I'm like, okay, maybe I just need to change my drinking patterns or something like that. But I changed this vitamin and all of a sudden, I, I, I haven't changed anything else about my, my drinking when I drink on the weekends and I'm a thousand times better i'm like wow that's are, great i don't i don't know i'm i'm giving it credit but i don't know i i just don't know i just know that i feel better well i mean if the that's mornings. the you know if that's the only thing that changed then that's the only thing i can figure the change i mean maybe next wednesday i'll sit here and i'll get really really drunk on the air and we'll see what happens <laughs> thursday morning um i'll do a follow-up post but anyway way off topic let's jump into some burning hot takes the beautiful thing about the off season is we can go off topic we can so, giving or receiving, where are you tonight? Um, I will receive. Okay. So, I got to think of two questions here. All right. I got one. Okay. And along the headline of going off topic, <laughs> I'm getting ready to go on a cruise. Yeah. I leave 60 days from today. Okay. By the <clears> way, <throat> just so you know, I'm not going to be here that week to record. The end. 
Um, <laughs> live from the boat in Alaska. Um, today we started talking about plans for packing. You know, when you go away for something like this, cruise ships, as wonderful as they are, it's not like, oh, I went, I'm going to another city and, oh, I forgot my toothbrush. If you want to buy a toothbrush from the cruise ship, they're going to charge you like 27 bucks. So you've got to plan and pack accordingly. So here's my question for you. When you are sitting down to pack for a trip like this, because I know you've taken cruises in the past. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've taken trips where you're like, okay, I want to make sure I don't forget anything. What is your priority? What is the thing that you sit there and go, this is the first thing I want taken care of? Like the first thing that you want to pack, like so you don't forget? Yes. Like you're sitting here saying, okay, I'm starting to prepare for this trip. Now we're going on a cruise. It's the other side of the country. So it's we're two months out and we're starting to think about these things. Most people, for some trips, it may be a day or two before, maybe a week before. But when you sit down and start planning out what you need to take with you on a trip, what is like generally the first thing you're like, okay, this is where I have to begin for whatever reason. Some people say, well, I got to start with clothing because I got to take a bunch of clothes with me, et cetera, et cetera. What is the first thing you think about when you're planning a trip? Hmm, that's a good question. Me, it's this is gonna sound really dumb. Uh, but for me personally, yeah, I have like a horrible like uh like jaw grinding, so I have like a I have like a professionally made mouth guard, so I that would be on my top of my list. There you go. There you go. So. And I think this does differ per person. And the reason I bring it up is because I started to have this conversation with my wife tonight. And her response to, we need to start thinking about what we're going to take and make sure we have all our stuff. And because I'm thinking to myself, we got to go get like travel items, like uh, travel shampoos and stuff like that. She's like, yeah, I got to figure out what books I'm taking. (laughs) And I said, that's the biggest concern. And she's like, well, we're going to be gone for a week. I need at least seven books. Seriously? (laughs) So now, well, is she, well, here's a question. Is she packing books or are these like e-books? Well, that's what I asked her. I said, so you're packing seven physical books? And she goes, oh, no, some will be on Kindle and some will be physical books, but I got to decide which one are which and which books I want to bring. I'm like, this is the most pressing issue? <laughs> I'm thinking about clothes, toiletry, making sure I have cash on hand to go lose in the casino. I'm thinking about all the, I'm thinking about packing a couple of COVID rapid test kits just to be safe. And she's like, yeah, I got to figure out what books I'm taking. And I said to her, I said, just so you know, that is so ridiculous. I'm taking it to the podcast. And she just (laughs) stared at me. So, okay. So there, so there you go. All right. So I feel a little bit better now. This is, this is clearly, I just, I need to be, I need to be understanding that everybody is different in how they approach this. Got it. Lesson learned. So, all right. What do you got for me? Um, so this, well, we'll go back to, to football for this, I suppose. So we all know, we'll talk, we'll get into all this later, but you know, there were some high profile moves past few days. Uh, but going to the Giants, who, you know, are not sure. high profile, um, their new GM has said that, you know, he would be open to anything if there is something, someone came up to him with an offer for Saquon Barkley. Like, mm-hmm. so do you think the Giants are just, are they just back to like square one? Like, are they at zero now and just completely starting over? Like, is a Saquon experiment over now mm-hmm. with a new coach and new GM? Yes. It's just done. Next question. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I think they are done investing time and effort into Saquon Barkley. Um, 
let's be honest. Here, here, here's the issue with Saquon Barkley. He can't stay healthy. And guys who can't stay healthy, teams are not going to invest around them. We're hearing rumors now that the Panthers are, are listening to offers for Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is the biggest threat on the football field any time he steps on it in any situation. It does not matter down or distance. He is a factor you have to consider. The problem is he hasn't spent a lot of time on the football field. Uh, no, so not recently. <laughs> if Michael Jordan won you, if Michael Jordan played like Michael Jordan, but only played 12 to 15 games a year, he would not have been the valuable commodity that the Bulls made him. True. No, that's, that's, that's true. It's, <laughs> if you can't stay on the field, you don't have value. And so I think at this point, the Giants are realistically looking then that, yeah, I, I think they are. I, and will they make a deal? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, so you're, you're, you know, you're, you're looking, you're, you're a GM, an owner of a team. And you're like, oh, we could use another running back. And you're looking at Saquon, like, what would you even offer? Well, the, 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 the rumor on the street is they're looking for a fourth round pick. Oh, the, the value has been set at fourth round pick. And that's shocking to me. I, I can't imagine they're going to let him go for that low a price tag. If they were to trade him for a fourth round value, then um, you'd have to sit there and really say the Giants have clearly given up on this. The clear, they just wanted to cut ties. They wanted to get him out of there. So I, I, I don't think you can demand a first rounder. But I think if you're looking at a fourth rounder, you're looking at more than one pick. Um, right. I think realistically, it's a second or third round pick. Yeah, I would definitely say think? I no, I would say a three. If you're if you're offering a four for him, I think it would have to be it would be have to be a multi tiered thing. Like it'd have yeah. to be more than, you know, a fourth round or like you add in some other player or another pick, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so for my last question, before we move on to we have so many moves to discuss. Thank God I've it's the off season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. I've been looking already at Super Bowl odds mm -hmm. for next year. Yep. If I don't know if you've looked at these already. Uh, I have not. I not recently. Okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna. All right. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna quiz you. This is America's favorite game style here. Okay. <laughs> the defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams are the fourth best odds. Okay. The team they beat, your Bengals, are tied for 10th. <laughs> what? And that's where I'm going with this. This is how ridiculous this is. How many of the teams ahead of the Bengals can you name? Oh, Jesus. All right. So... And, I'll, and I'll tell you if they're better. Uh, there's three better than the Rams, too, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where they fall. Okay, so... You get three strikes, as always. Okay. So let's go with the Chiefs. They are the second. They're number two. They're number two. All yes. Right. Wow. There's a team that is the Chiefs are plus seven hundred. There's a team at plus six fifty. The Packers. Nope. They're at seven fifty. They're the other team ahead of the Rams. There's one more team ahead of the Rams. So the Rams are fourth place at a thousand plus one thousand. You got the Packers and the Chiefs ahead of them, but you still haven't hit the this is according to DraftKings, by the way. This is their sports book. Hmm your two for two so far uh, let's see the 49ers 
The 49ers are actually sixth, but yes, they are they're in that as well. Okay. Damn. Oh god, I don't want to say it. The Cowboys. Cowboys are seventh. Oh Jesus. And again, again, so this is where we're going with this. <laughs> Already, the Cowboys are ahead of the Cincinnati Bengals. A team that the team a team that only goes to the Super Bowl if it hosts it or it buys tickets is ahead of the team that just played in it. And by the way, the Bengals didn't exactly get worse. This isn't like a one into that it's Joe Mixon didn't walk in and go, you know what, this has been a lot of fun, but I'm gonna go try, I don't know, baseball. Nothing catastrophic has happened to their roster, and nothing amazing has happened to the Cowboys, <laughs> and yet the Cowboys are a, a better favorite than the Bengals. All right. Oh, There's still, wait, one, two, three, four more teams ahead mm. of the Bengals. Jesus. All right. Um, The Ravens. The Ravens. Eighth. Oh, my God. The Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. They're in the same division. They are. They're right technically there. tied. They're both t- plus twenty two hundred, but they're listed on this list at at eighth. So I'm gonna, okay. So you see where I'm going with this, but go on. Just what three more? You got three more. Teams uh, number the, one, team number five, and team number nine. The Titans is number nine. Really? At plus twenty two hundred. <laughs> yep. You there's only two on this list, and you haven't missed a single one yet. God. Um. I don't think there's any chance you get one of these. I'm shocked you haven't gotten <clears> the other one though. The Chargers. Nope. All right. Where are the Chargers on this list? The Chargers are behind the Bengals. Uh, The Bills. The Bills are number one. The Bills are number one at plus 650. They are the odds-on favorite. So there is one team on this list, and you have two strikes, (laughs) and I will be shocked if you get this. Uh, Let's see. When like when was this updated? Was this updated before all of this craziness this, this week? Is, this is today. Today. This is current. If you want to place a bet right now on March 9th, 2022, this is the odds you're looking at. Uh the Broncos. The Broncos are freaking number six. Oh my god. What Ugh, I'm, I'm gonna drink this beer now. <laughs> the Broncos are giving better odds than the Niners, Cowboys, Ravens, Titans, and Bengals. Oh, my God. And you know why? Because huh? Russell Wilson went there today. <laughs> he did. That he did. <laughs> we'll go there next in a second, but there's... Do you want to know what the number was before? Sure. It was plus 2,500. <laughs> it put them tied with the Chargers. The oh. line moved 1,300 points. Because of the Russell Wilson okay. trade. Now, I I like That's Russell Wilson. That's my question to you. React. Go for I it. I like Russell Wilson. He's a talented quarterback, but when's the last time he was he won a Super Bowl? Like his first year? Like eight they, years ago? Then they lost the other Super Bowl to the Patriots with a really stupid call on the goal line. Yep. Yep. And then they haven't really done much. Nope. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> and and you can't say he doesn't have weapons. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are weapons. The, the running back situation has been terrible. Yeah, but you got four guys, and one of them's always been healthy at yeah, this point. Right. You have a team there. Not to mention, you brought in tight end after tight end. At, you brought in Jimmy Graham when he was good, and you couldn't make that work. And now, let's also consider the fact, how often does a quarterback go to a new team and right away have an impact, unless your name is Matt Stafford or Peyton Manning? Um, I think that was it, really. <laughs> Are you telling me 
that Russell Wilson is Peyton Manning? I think that's what Be- they're trying to do. Because I think we can all acknowledge that Matt Stafford's success was systematic, right? It was. He was. Matt's- he finally got to the right team for his play style. <laughs> right. That's exactly it. It was systematic. It was systematic. He took Cooper Cup from one of the top like 20 wide receivers preseason. I think we had him at like 11 or 12 and made him the number one and the Super Bowl MVP, which was the only good thing that came out of that game, by the way, <laughs> because I'm the asshole who put 20 bucks on <laughs> Cooper Cup to win the MVP and almost fell off the couch. I said to my wife, I said, uh, I only hit like a one or two of my bets tonight. And she was like, oh, did you lose money? I'm like, yeah, I'm down a couple of bucks. She goes, but hey, if Cooper Cup is the MVP. And she goes, I don't know who that is. And like three minutes later, he's standing on the stage. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a chance. He's on the stage. Matt Stafford's on the stage. Um, the, the offensive lineman, I think it was, or defensive lineman who was 150 years old was on the stage. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a chance. And I looked at her. I said, that's, that's Cooper Cup. And she's like, she's like ooh. And then they announced his name, and there was like a mini party here. As I like hit like for like four hundred bucks because he was like a plus two thousand. I'm like, <laughs> nice. And, and and who called it? I called the bet, but who said that's the intriguing bet? The freaking source. Yep. A I... week before the Super Bowl, he's like, "Why is Cooper Cup at plus two thousand for MVP? That's insane." And I went twenty dollars plus two thousand. <laughs> Go. Immediately did it. Immediately did it. This this list is insane. Okay. Teams that should be higher than the Bengals right now. The Bills, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Rams because they won that game. Okay, you can make that argument. The Broncos, no. The Niners, no. The Cowboys, no. The Ravens, no. The Titans, no. Cincinnati should not be any worse than fifth on this list. No, considering they they were just in said Super Bowl. (laughs) They were just in it. And you know who's right behind them? Arizona. Arizona. Arizona's plus twenty two hundred. They're tied technically with the Bengals, Ravens, and Titans in that. How is Arizona? Because they're deeply talented, but they don't. They stop winning after Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Which, if you listen to the source, I'm going to have him do a deep dive on this. Is kind of a Cliff Kingsbury issue, which I can see. I can absolutely see. They just sign. They they're giving him an an contract extension. Because they keep making the playoffs, and the Cardinals never make the playoffs before this. No, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it, 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 what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want? What is happy for you? So, all right. So before we move on, because we're going to talk about all the moves, I want to tell you the bottom six. Okay. <laughs> so your follow-up question is: You have to bet one of these six. Okay. Who's your money on to win the Super Bowl? In no particular order, the bottom six in terms of odds yep. are the Falcons, mm-hmm. the Giants, mm-hmm. the Jaguars, mm-hmm. the Bears, mm-hmm. the Seahawks, and the Lions. Not the Jets? Wow. Where are the Jets? Where are the Jets? I don't know. Oh, wait. No, my God. I didn't scroll all the way down. Oh, geez. (laughs) After the Lions come the Texans and the Jets. All right, so there's eight teams for you. You got to bet on one of those eight teams. Falcons, Giants, Jags, Texans, Bears, Seahawks, or Lions, Jets. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. See, and that they're plus nine thousand. I think I think my money's on the Lions, <laughs> not because I think they're making it, but just because it would be such which a great team, story. Which team, has, which team has the the lowest odds or highest odds? Lowest I, odds. The Texans and the Jets are both plus twenty thousand. 
Wow. So if you put 20 bucks on one of them. <laughs> mm. All right, hold on. I'm, put, I'm putting it in. A <laughs> uh, $20 bet on the Jets to win the Super Bowl would pay $4,000. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, I, I would rather... I would rather set a $20 bill on fire, <laughs> I think, than, than put $20 on the Jets. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Let's move on to all the news and notes because there's a ton going on here. All right. Let's start, with the, let's start with the big news that isn't news because he says it isn't news. Aaron Rodgers says, or people are saying, Aaron Rodgers has agreed to a four-year deal to become the highest paid player in NFL history. Aaron Rodgers realizes that you know this is big news and uh immediately decides to amp up the drama by saying the um quote just want to clear some things up yes i will be playing with the packers next year however reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate as are the supposed terms of the contract i quote signed end quotes i'm very excited to be back put that on twitter before i give before i take your take on this i just want i am so tired of talking about a guy who doesn't do anything but cause drama. You know that I can't remember yeah. who said it, but somebody somebody said winning winning is the is the best deodorant. That's the only reason. If this were anybody else, if this were Terrell Owens, if this were uh, you know Michael Irvin, I'm trying to think about if this were Marshawn Lynch that had gone through the stuff that Aaron Rodgers has gone through in the last year, the last couple years. He literally got his head coach fired and got the guy of his choosing. He forced a trade to acquire Randall Cobb. They're reportedly shopping Jordan Love because of this. And he's won absolutely nothing outside of the regular season. Why are we talking about a guy who can't get it done that causes all this drama? Uh, Because he goes on podcasts and people like talking about him really i think oh don't get don't get me started on pat mcafee like <laughs> railing on ian rapaport for reporting this don't don't even that's, get me well started. that's all because ian and his uh or no wait that was adam schaefer that did the whole that had the wrong reporting that time yes and it's gonna wrong happen guy. it's gonna happen and i'm very critical of ian rapaport in general you I, i've been on the record saying i think he when when he says somebody's out i wait for somebody else to report it <laughs> i don't go on his reports <laughs> But he's not he's not wrong all that often. And you know what? Bottom line is he's been right a lot more often than Pat McAfee, who allowed apologist drama creator but Aaron Rodgers like, on his podcast. What are the Packers? So theoretically, the Packers are going to pay him $200 million for four years. In theory. In theory. Like, what? And you look at Aaron Rodgers' track record in the playoffs. Like, what? They're, like I don't know what if what if he can't at least win one Super Bowl in the next four years? Like then, then it's a failed contract. It's a failure of a contract. I don't know. I just, it, uh, like I okay. He's he is good, right? Even Cinch even Cinch says that he is a good quarterback. Yes, but you know he hasn't won anything since that one Super Bowl, and it's I don't know. That's a lot of money for like someone who hasn't won a Super Bowl in a while. And that's my and point. Someone, and someone who can't, for whatever reason, can't beat the 49ers in the playoffs. <laughs> and, and again, I'm sitting here railing about him, sick of talking about him. And we're talking I about openly, him. <laughs> I openly admit, yeah, we're talking about him. I openly admit that when we were in 
uh, Scott Fishbowl this year, and we got yeah. Mahomes at one. Yep. We were salivating because he was there when we came That's around, right. and we grabbed him in round two. He's a good quarterback. I am not. He <laughs> is a good numbers quarterback. But for the amount of time and effort we spend talking about what Aaron Rodgers wants, it is not equitable. Like, like we spend more time shaking our heads at Jackson Mahomes than we do talking <laughs> about his brother. <laughs> and his brother has won true. a Super Bowl. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, that's true. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm like I'm I'm tired of it. I am absolutely tired of it. I'm I, I have Aaron Rodgers fatigue. I have Aaron Rodgers fatigue. So you know what? I will probably rank him in the top five quarterbacks when I sit down to do my quarterback rankings. He might even be my number one this year. But I am done worrying about what Aaron Rodgers' contract is. I am done worried about what his coach thinks. I am done worried about who he's playing with. I am done with all of that shit because it is burnout and it is not worth our time. Now, here, and did they tag Adams? Adams has been tagged. All right, so he's the there. Same he's day there, they, he's there at least a at least a year then. At least a year, and I got to pay him a boatload of money, a boatload of money. I don't know what's their cat like. Can they afford this? <laughs> what's their cap situation? Honestly, I, hold on. Let me go over the cap. I'll pull it up. We'll do it live. I mean, I'm sure they already did the math, but that's I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody's got to, right? Uh, and they've officially offered it to officially. Okay, and again, again, these numbers aren't accurate according to the King of Drama. Oh my god, the Packers are so in the red. They are literally at <laughs> the bottom like of the it, list on over the You say that's like it's a bad thing. <laughs> they are literally at the bottom of the list. Huh. Um his cap number is twenty point one million. Devontae Adams. Oh, okay. So Aaron Rodgers is gonna cost him forty six point six based on the numbers that we know now, which are the right numbers. Okay. <laughs> They're going to have to make some cuts. Um, they can make some cuts by cutting Zadarius Smith. They can save money by cutting Preston Smith. Uh, I mean, when I say money, I'm talking about tens of millions. Randall Cobb would save them $6 million if they cut him. $6.7 million. That's not going to go over well. Mason Crosby, who is fantastic, but they'd save $2.3 million. He's not $2.3 million. Oh, my God. They can save $2.4 million by cutting Mercedes Lewis? I didn't even know he was still in the league. He still plays? <laughs> I really didn't know he still. I didn't know he still plays. <laughs> his his cap number is actually four point five million dollars if wow. they have him on the on the roster. God bless his agent. <laughs> they only take a two million dollar hit if they cut him, so they save two point four million dollars. I I I'm gonna go out on a limb. Mercedes Lewis is getting cut. You <laughs> yeah. know what it is? It's a it's a prorated bonus. It's a prorated bonus. They back ended his deal. That's what it is. But oh my god, I just I, I can't anymore. I I'm done with it. Moving on. Uh, really quick, I'm just going to touch base on this one. Tyrion Matthew is expected to leave the Chiefs. This is not a surprise to anyone who is following the Chiefs. We have been saying the entire year there is no way the Chiefs can afford to resign Tyrion Matthew at the number that he wants and, frankly, the number he probably deserves. As of right now, the Chiefs are just under $6 million already over the cap. Uh, and they don't have a lot of flexibility. They could cut Frank Clark. That would save them $12 million. Um, Try to see where else it. That's really it. Orlando Brown, they could cut him for $16 million. They're not going to do that. He's the left tackle. But other than that, most huh. of their guys are on really front end, the front end of a big contract. Like Travis Kelsey only counts, his cap number is only $8 mil, and they only save $3 mil if they cut him. 
So, and you're not going to cut Travis Kelsey. I'm just saying there's not a lot of savings out there by making roster moves for the Chiefs. So we know he's not going to be signed there. Um, no. Your thoughts on this? Where does he go? Is That's he what I was going to add, like, because you have the site in front of you. Like, who can who can afford him? Like, who are the top five teams you think can afford him? Before I in terms of cap space as of I this pick, moment, before, yeah, before I pick one, <laughs> I want to pick one that right, can so afford the, him. <laughs> the top five teams in terms of cap space are the Colts, Dolphins, Seahawks, Jets, and Chargers. Ooh, and yes, he will go to the Chargers. That's my call. They're yeah. the closest. To, they're the closest, and they have forty-two million dollars in cap space. Forty-two million. Just yeah. saying. Yep. No, I can see that. Or I could see, I could see the Jets only because of who their coach is. But yeah, probably the probably the Chargers. It's possible, but he's going to want to go to a contender. He's going to definitely want to go to a contender. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on Terry and Matthew. We'll move on from that. The other, it's just so much happened. Carson Wentz gets traded today to, Carson Wentz. <laughs> to Washington Commanders. I think it's hysterical. I'm looking at the uh, CBS article of it, and it's a picture of Carson Wentz who's, lo- who's looking confused with his hands out, like what just happened. It looks like he's looking at an official begging for a flag, but it's the perfect <laughs> picture to sum up Carson Wentz's career. What just happened is the kind of the summary. It should be the title of his, his NFL films should be Carson Wentz, What Just Happened. <laughs> because that's that's the, you're right the story of his career so Carson Wentz is going back from the Colts back to the Eagles the Colts will reportedly receive a third round pick this year a third round pick that escalates to a second rounder if Carson Wentz plays 70 percent of the snaps oh my god <laughs> oh my god is he going and to <laughs> a second round pick this year so they got a second round and a third round this year and they get a conditional pick next year if it, it oh and and the commanders get Wentz and a second round pick. So basically, the price tag was a third round pick and a conditional pick for Carson Wentz. Thoughts? Hmm. I can mean, can he do something there? He can if he stays if he stays healthy. I don't. I I don't I don't know. The answer is no. He can't like do who, anything there. How my question is: What are the Colts going to do? Like. I can't see them drafting a quarterback. I don't even know where they're going to draft, but. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, here's what I think. I think, I think Frank Reich thinks he is a genius when it comes to quarterbacks. I don't know that he is, but I think he thinks he is. And I think he thinks he can fix anybody that can stay on the field and Wentz can't stay on the field. And so consequently, I don't think they would be making this move if they didn't already know who they wanted or had a commitment. The rumor is that they're going to pursue Jordan Love. Um, I don't know that that's the case, but it would make sense for them to do so because he thinks he can turn this kid around. He does. This is what he he thought he could bring Philip Rivers in and turn him into a Super Bowl contender in one year. He thought he could bring Carson Wentz in and be a Super Bowl contender in one year. Or yeah, one year. One year. Now keep in mind, Wentz did throw. He threw 15 interceptions in his last game. In, Remember, in, as in long the as he before. stayed under 30 pass attempts, they were good. Yeah, that's it. And he only threw seven this year. He cut his interceptions in half. Really? But that's to your point. Yes. Oh. But to your point, they threw the ball less. He's not being asked to win the game. He's being asked to manage the game. I, you know, I, I think, I think that they're, I, I they've, they've got to have a plan. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. They've got to have a plan. I don't know what that plan is. <laughs> but they got to have a plan. That plan can't be Russell Wilson because he was traded to the Broncos. I, I mean, my <clears throat> excuse me, my thing is he, 
maybe Jordan Love, but then then the Packers don't have a backup if you know uh, Rodgers gets hurt. I'm I'm assuming they are going to go after Watson and just kind of try to ignore his off field issues because who else who else is out there for them to get? It's going to have to be via trade. It's going to have to be a trade. So I, I I dare you right now to 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 name the third the third string quarterback on Green Bay right now. And I it's, you it should it. still be Blake Bortles. No, it's not though. It's someone named Kurt Benkert. Who? Yeah, he's in <laughs> Wait, his second season. What if, what if the Colts get Blake Bortles? Oh my God! Don't don't even <laughs> don't even Colts. Okay, okay. <laughs> if the Colts sign Blake Bortles, it's instant Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. <laughs> You got you got to big the odds like plus five hundred. Put them ahead of the Bills. Put them ahead of the Chiefs. Instantly, you just got to just shoot them right up the list. Like I don't even look at their schedule. They're, it's a thirteen win team with Blake Bortles. Oh, what man. about what's his name? Our former buddy from the Bears, Nick Foles. No, the other bad one, <clears throat> Trubisky. Oh no! I heard the Giants want him now. Oh my God! Why? Because <laughs> because they they don't have anyone. Else. <laughs> and I listen, listen, folks. We are the biggest Blake Bortles homers because we find him amusing. Because I do the stupid Tony Cicada voice. <clears throat> I get it. I get it. Blake Bortles is way better than Mitch Trubisky. Blake Bortles went to the playoffs with the with the uh, um, and did did he Jaguars. start a game this year? Didn't he start a game this year and win it? Did he? He may have. Didn't he get? Did, didn't he start the one game that 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 uh, one of the games that Rodgers was out? Possibly, or he at least played in it. I don't know if he started. So maybe. Wait a hold on, hold on. Game logs. <laughs> no, okay. He has not appeared in a game since 2019. That can't be right. What? Well, what's Gardner Minshew doing right now? Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. I'm getting Minshew and Bortles mixed up in my head. Well, I mean, you I'm know, they're they're both, both Jaguars. Both Jaguars. <laughs> and and Bortles is technically a saint right now. Technically. So. Hmm. I I don't know. I don't know. The Saints don't know what they're doing. No, the they've Saints got, are a mess now. They've got a Swiss Army knife. They've got Jameis Winston, and they've got Blake Bortles. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, and maybe Mike Thomas, if he decides he wants to uh, play again. Now, Denver gave up a first-round pick, number nine overall. Didn't they give up it's, Noah Fant, too? <laughs> it's first-round pick next year. Wow. It's second-round pick this year. It's second-round pick in 2023 and a fifth. They gave up. Three picks this year and two picks next year, and Noah Fant. Oh, and Drew, uh, not Drew Locke, um, somebody else was in this deal, too. Somebody else was involved in this deal. I was like, why the hell is this guy and his name on here? Uh, so much so much for Noah Fant and fantasy, because historically, Seattle's really not a tight end team. Yeah. Comparatively. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. What else have we got here? Uh, we've got to talk about Calvin Ridley. Yeah, let's talk about Calvin Ridley. Thanks, NFL Moral Police. Uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll I'll yield the floor on this one. <clears throat> okay, so he was hurt. And now you am sure if you listen to one of these 227 episodes, you probably heard me complain about Pete Rose being banned from baseball for betting on games. It's happened. It's happened. Okay, so Calvin Ridley got hurt or whatever happened. He wasn't playing. He wasn't with the team. He mm-hmm. bet on NFL games. Mm-hmm. $1,500 worth of games. So mm-hmm. he says. Somehow, I don't know who he pissed off for the NFL to find out about this. 
the NFL found out about he was betting on games. The NFL then decided that they were going to indefinitely suspend him for all of next season, at least, Mm -hmm. at least, for betting on a game that he's not involved in. Legally. Legally. Legally betting, he's not calling he's not calling Uncle Salvatore down the street at an Italian deli who's yeah, you a leave bookie. Sal out of this. <laughs> Sal's a good guy. <laughs> he is, damn it. Sal's good people. So so he's he's suspended for at least uh, at least a year, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's people in the past of the NFL, like, oh we'll just say Ray Rice, who punched his girlfriend in the face and knocked her out un- completely unconscious and dragged her out of an elevator. He was suspended for three games. Yep. Two games. Oh, well, he never played again, but yes, initially he was suspended. Very right. Lightly. Yeah. Right. Like no one else wanted to sign him. So what I mean is, Kareem you know. Hunt kicked a woman in a hallway. He served like a half a year. So, uh, let's see. Adrian Peterson disciplined his child with a switch. And he pretty much got out, uh, got ostracized. Yep. Uh, the list just goes on and on. So I think where you're going with this is inequity, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's the word I was going to get to. But yes, thank you. That's that's my stance on it. It's just, it's stupid. Just it's the stupid. NFL has no moral authority. End of story. They don't. And that's that's it. They they want to they want us to think they do, and they want to pretend that they do. They have no moral authority. And I'm going to go even further back. Do you know when they surrendered all moral authority? When they hid concussion stuff a decade ago. Oh yeah, definitely. More than a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. So that Will Smith movie. This, and, and I'm sure it's in. I am absolutely sure that while we we're talking about him legally betting on games from a standpoint of state law and government law, I'm sure it's a violation of the NFLPA rules. I'm certain of it. There is no way the league has this contract with the union and does not have some provision on there. But the whole point is to treat it less seriously than physically and violently hurting other human beings. Mm-hmm. The league th- the league investigated freaking Tyreek Hill because he had an argument with his girlfriend in an airport in which he made a vague reference to, you better hope I don't do something like that. He didn't even sit there and say, I'm going to kill you. He was like, she said something, she made some sort of reference to being physically hurt. He goes, you better hope I don't. And they investigated that but didn't do anything, and then this gets a full year. Yep. There's an equity problem in terms of the punishment. There is absolutely an equity problem in terms of the punishment. And I don't want to hear, well, the union's too powerful. Do it and let the union fight you and let the union be the people that are not morally stable here. Give Adrian Peterson a three-year suspension. Give Kareem Hunt a year and a half or two-year suspension. Give Ray Rice a lifetime ban and let your ass get sued in court and at least have some sort of effort on your part. And that's not what they do, except here, because they want to send a message to all the other players that they will find it and they will punish you. I really wonder. I really wonder how they found out. Like, I, who, I don't want, who, who it did doesn't Calvin, even matter. Who did Calvin really piss off for them for them to find out he was betting on games? <laughs> doesn't even matter to me. I understand the the, the, the curiosity on that because it, and the, yeah, initially that was mine too. I'm just too angry with the league's inability to police itself properly. Mm. And why are we hearing about this now? Why are we hearing about this now? This happened while he was injured. He was away from the team for weeks, months. 
Why are we hearing about this now? Yeah, it's par, I, I do par in, for the course of the NFL, sadly. I do investigations for a living. Part of my job is to investigate stuff that happens. Last week, I had an allegation come across my desk that was extremely serious. Obviously, for legal reasons, I'm not going to discuss any details of it. But let me just tell you, seven hours later, I had a conclusion about what was going on because it was serious, and I stopped what I was doing, and I got it done. I was able to go into my boss and go, here's what happened. Here's what we need to do about it. Seven hours. And you don't have the manpower and money of the NFL. <laughs> I am one person. <laughs> I drove my ass to like six different sites to track down information. But I had all my bases covered in seven hours. It's been like four months, and they come out with this. I'm, it's 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 mind blowing. It's mind blowing. It is mind blowing. It is. All right, last last item before we get to, to final thoughts, um, we do need to 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 uh, recognize that uh, yesterday on March eighth, uh, twenty twenty two, Johnny Greer, the very first African American referee, passed away. Um, he was 74 years old. He lived a, a very long life. Now that I've seen pictures of him, I'm like, I remember this guy calling games in my youth. Um, and he was a good official. And that's not something I can say about a lot of people. So, um, you know, it's, you know, our best wishes to his family and his friends during this difficult time. Um, the easy thing for me to say before I get your thoughts on it is they just don't make them like that anymore. Officials these days... Not as good as Johnny Greer, period. So, your thoughts on Johnny Greer? Yeah, no, he was um, he was a referee for the you know for the time that we were in high school and college. So I definitely I definitely remember seeing him. He was I remember him being consistent. Like I know yep. that's a very rare thing now these days. Referees. That's it. <laughs> but that's it. He was very consistent with his with his plate. You know, not play calling, but calling of a game. So. Yep. It just makes you appreciate it since it doesn't happen very often now. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. You hit it right on the head there. That's where I was going with that. So, All right, final thoughts. Believe it or not, we're already out of time because there's just so many moves going on. Craig, hit me with your final thoughts. Final thoughts is, and we say this the last five seasons, it's the off season. We're going to relax. But as you can see, take a breath. The NFL, they stopped playing, but things happen. So uh, we will keep our do our best to stay on top of everything because like all of this news happened like in two days. Yeah, like, and it happened all before Wednesday, mind you. So who knows what the hell's going to happen tomorrow morning? <laughs> That's exactly it. Because if you've listened to our show enough, you know that we record on Wednesdays. We typically release on Thursday or Friday, and every time we record. If something big is going to happen, it happens at an hour to within 12 hours of the end of our recording. Yes. <laughs> Someone will share something in our thread, and Craig or I will go, damn it. <laughs> and we don't even have to ask why we're cursing about it. The other one knows. <laughs> it happens all the time. So if all this happened before we recorded, what could possibly happen in the next 12 hours? I'm scared. I'm legit scared. So my final thought is just um, I want to go outside of football I don't know if anybody else saw this or Craig, you saw this, but um, the Northeast Conference had its basketball tournament end last night. I think it was Wagner versus Bradley or Buckner or one of those really small schools. But the game had to stop because a fight broke out in the crowd. And I don't know who was involved, but at least two of the players tried to rush into the stands to protect somebody. Hmm. And they initially throughout like 10 or 15 people. Like if you watch the clip on ESPN, ESPN has the clips up. 
The stands are completely full. Security descends after the... And by the way, the coaches, fantastic job of tackling their own players and going, no, you're not rushing into a, a crowded arena. I'm not letting this happen. I don't care if it's your mom and dad up there. They can take care of themselves. But, you know, so they did a great job with that. But they, they come back and they've cleared out 15, maybe 20 people. And the game is paused. And they're trying to restore order. And they're still having skirmishes. And then finally, the officials at courtside went, that's it, clear the entire section. All y'all, you're done. They threw out somewhere in the realm of like 300 people. Wow. From this basketball game. That's like unheard of. (laughs) They cleared out the entire student sections, which were right next to each other, which, by the way, don't put your student sections next to each other. Yeah, that's probably not the best um, seating planning ever. (laughs) You and I have been to UConn games. There is the student sections for the UConn games for football. It's a huge stadium. Well, not huge, but but huge by my standards. It's big. <laughs> the student section for UConn is at the far end zone from where the student section and the visitor section is. To start a fight, you would actively have to walk five minutes <laughs> to get from one section to the other to pick a fight with the other teams. And for some reason, the Northeast Conference put these two teams, these two schools right next to each other. My final thought is, folks, as we start to return to a sense of an ability to go to sporting events, indoor sporting events as well, this isn't basketball. I don't know if it's breaking news. Basketball is usually played inside in the winter. Usually. March Madness is typically played in an (laughs) arena. Typically. Not going to say always, because some they'll get an email. Uh, actually, in 1947, there was an accident inside, <laughs> and they actually played on an outdoor court about three miles away in that particular game. Wright State lost to Houston 73-47. to <laughs> Thank you. I'll get that email. I don't want that email. So typically, they're played indoors at an arena. As we get back to being able to do this, as we're starting to try and get COVID under control, and don't, COVID ain't gone. You sure? But we're, tr- we're getting there. We're making progress. As long as we don't ever celebrate Christmas again, I think we're going to be good. (laughs) But as we get there, remember, these tickets to sporting events are not licenses to do whatever you want. You have a license to view the sporting event, and breaking news, that's all it is. Anything you do beyond that puts you in jeopardy. And that comes from a guy who routinely screams at officials when he's at live events, there is a line. And if you cross that line, don't be shocked when you're escorted from the arena. I give a lot of credit to those officials and to the Northeastern Conference for making that decision. They pulled the teams off the floor while they cleared these sections. <clears throat> they were that's... like, nope, everybody in your locker rooms. You guys are getting an extra, like, you guys are getting a, a mini break. That's uh, that, was really, that was really smart of them, actually. It's really smart. It sets a precedent. <clears throat> and it should not be a precedent we have to set but it clearly is do not confuse being a fan with being those tickets are not licenses to be jackasses. And you're talking to a guy who once had a five minute face to face argument with a minor league umpire. I literally started (laughs) screaming at a third base umpire when I was working at the Bluefish, and this dude interacted with me. (laughs) He yelled back at me and this went for almost five minutes. (laughs) I almost got fired that night, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> he just, he blew a call and I called him on it and there was not a lot of people there. I think it was late at night. It might've been an extra innings and he just screamed back at me and I you know, told him, you know, 
<laughs> I, I can't remember exactly what I told him, but Bleep. basically told him to do his job. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a lot of bleeping involved, and you know, so so this, that comes from a guy who routinely yells, "Don't be jackasses. We want to enjoy these things. We don't want them to be drama." You know where there is always drama, though, Craig. Where I'm going to tell you, on our podcast page, on our review page, there is always drama. People are always writing in, and they're saying things like, "Sir." That was the best podcast episode I've ever seen. <laughs> it was perfect. It was a perfect episode. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We get those comments all the time. If you would like to leave a comment like that, you should go and go to wherever, whatever podcast directory you use and leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. If you would like to talk to us directly, reach out to us via email. Fignutsdfs at gmail.com. Now is the perfect time to do it. There's nothing happening other than this. I can spend five fewer minutes on Russell Wilson and answer your email. Let's do it. Let's chat. You don't like using the email? Eh, the kids don't use the email these days. They use the Twitter. At FignutsDFS on Twitter. The Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. However you want to reach out to us, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you guys think. It's a huge help when you guys do. So off-season mode has begun. And I'm already starting to think about the NFL draft. I don't know if uh, I told you this, Craig, soon. but a friend of ours, Who? a friend of mine at work approached mm-hmm. me and asked when we were going to start doing draft coverage, and I almost fell out of my chair. Wow. I'm like, I'm like I didn't even know. See, that's the only reason you leave me a review. <laughs> because I'm like, I didn't know you were listening. He goes, oh, yeah, I've been listening for a while. Well, if you left me a review or sent Damn me it. an email. <laughs> he could even send you, you know? an email at work. <laughs> <I'm>, exactly. <laughs> he knows my work address. <laughs> Shoot me an email. Subject, podcast question. I don't care. My employer might care, but I'll just forward it to the Gmail. It's fine. (laughs) But we will be back next week. We're already starting to shift. Things are, I cannot believe we are already. Crazy, I can't believe all this has happened already. I cannot believe this. Nope. We've already had three major shifts in quarterbacks already. Wentz is gone. Wilson is moving. And Rodgers isn't. Yep. And that's right. As of right now, who knows what will happen on Thursday. (laughs) Oh my God, it's and, and this is this is just quarterbacks, guys. There's a ton more to come. We didn't even get to talk about David and Joku tonight. No, I, I don't. Why? Why are you tagging David and Joku? Because they also are going to need a quarterback soon, I guess. Apparently, <laughs> and you want him to play quarterback? Possibly, he might. I have mean, to. I guess. <laughs> guess this makes sense if you're going to move Johnny Mitchell to wide receiver. <laughs> I, oh, it's, it's it's insane. It's gonna be. I I just I got a feeling this is gonna be a wild off season. A it wild is. off season, which means lock in your bets now for the Super Bowl winner. I love a guy do that. <laughs> tomorrow, Detroit resurrects. Like I don't know, like six. Peyton Manning comes out of retirement, brings Jerry Rice, um, Altoon, and uh, uh, Marshall Ro- Falk with him. Yep, and and Roger Craig, <laughs> and Roger Craig. And they all walk in, and somehow they've taken the Fountain of Youth, and they all sign with the Lions tomorrow. They're probably going to be the favorite for the Super Bowl. So, lock it. The long-term bets again. I put I put money on the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl in like Week Four <laughs> last year, and goddamn, <laughs> I was just like, ah, Craig will appreciate this. I'm going to put ten bucks on his team. There you go. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, I'm babbling. We will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate it. Please do leave us a review. Do reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Until we speak next, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. And hi, Deb. Hi, <laughs> Deb.